your Bible, would you please turn with me to um, to Matthew to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I'm gonna, I'm just going to give you a, a very short, a very few points, a few thoughts from the Bible. I'm a missionary, so you some of you probably expected that I'm going to speak about mission. Now, let me say this to your church. Pastor, you've got a good problem here. I really like your problem. You're good. You have a good problem. You are just about outgrow your church. I didn't expect this many people come Sunday night. A lot of churches, you go there in the morning, a lot of people, but at night, there's not a whole lot of people. So I think... In a few years, you guys are going to outgrow this church. And you're going to have to build again. And that is a good problem to have. Amen. That means that God is, you, is doing, you are doing something right here in this neighborhood. And the Lord is blessing you. And praise the Lord for that. And the Bible is saying in Mark chapter 16, verse 13, and this is the Lord Jesus. It, the church here and our church in California is based Upon this, what we're getting ready to read. The Bible says say here in verse 13 of chapter 16 of, of, of Matthew. I'm sorry I say Mark to you, but it's Matthew. The Bible said, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that the Son of Man am? And they say, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. And he said unto them, By whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, son Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And here, here is the, the verse that I want us to think about. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock would I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time. Lord, we thank you for this pastor, his faithfulness, and his people here. God, I pray that please you put your heads around them, and the pastor and his family and his church family. Lord, I pray that please you continue to bless them and increase uh, for them and help them, Father, to be a lighthouse here in the, the area that the gospel may be heard throughout the, all this, this place here. And I thank you for them. Blessed tonight. Lord, I'm, I'm nobody. And, Father, I need you now more than I ever needed you. And I, please, Lord, I plead the blood of Christ for tonight. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but, after, but, the, the, but ye shall receive the power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Ye shall be witness both unto me in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and into the uttermost part of the earth. You guys are doing a good job here. Well, this many people, I'm pretty sure that the gospel has been heard. We first has been we've been commanded that we must do the work in Jerusalem. Here in uh, Cheriton, we are y'all. We're supposed to do it here. I believe the new the local New Testament church 
And your church is part of that uh, local New Testament church. The Lord Jesus said, upon this rock, he did not point. The Catholic, they were wrong when they said Peter, uh, when Jesus' uh, commission was, was, Peter was the, the first pope. That, that was wrong. Jesus said, upon this rock, he pointed upon himself. Upon the rock, do you know that Jesus was the rock, that the rock in the wilderness where uh, followed the children of Israelite? It was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you remember that the Lord, the Lord, uh, the, the Father told Moses and said, Moses, you go and speak to the rock and water will come out. Many of you know that but you, if you, you read that passage, it says he went and smite the rock. That's why Moses did not get to go to the promised land. What are you saying, Brother Jay? That is the picture of Christ is the church, the rock of our foundation. Jesus will build his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In the process he built, building his church, he gave us the command to do his work. Do you know, do you know that tonight, tonight, Every one of us tonight, do you know that God could call the rocks out there and speak for himself and say, go cry out to the sinners out there. Well, you know, the honor thing about it is the Father chose me and you to do it. That's an honor. You know that this pastor that in this office right here is more important than the president of the United States. You say, no way. It is. Yes, it is true. He is representing heaven. He has come between you and your children, even though he is hurting inside, but he's still thinking about your children and, and, and this neighborhood that they are lost, dying without Christ. And he's standing up here and preach and asking his go between you and your children and the hellfire itself. And his job is more important than the president of the United States. None of them done us right since they got in the office. They forgot about us. <laughs> Amen. The Lord Jesus said, Upon this rock would I build my church, and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Now, the, now uh, the Bible said this. The last thing that the Lord Jesus Christ told his disciple it was this. He said, Go ye into all the world. Hey, Grace Baptist Church. Can I say something to you? He commissioned all of us. Where you work, maybe you'll be a, you'll be a farmer. It's not pastor's job to go out there and, and, and although he's he he's, he should do this and already done this, tell people about Jesus. You know the Bible said that his job is to feed you guys, and his job is worthy of his hiring. So you guys supporting him. I'm I'm not saying that you guys are not. But I'm saying that all of us, individually, all of us, every single one of us, Pastor Son is going to take a group of young people to go to Pennsylvania to try to be a blessing. A couple of years ago, we went to New York, did the same thing, street preaching. We preached in, uh, 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 in the stock market there, preached to the people. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ wanted his church to do and be busy, be busy about the Father's business. What is the Father's business, church, tonight? 
The Father's business is not about our comfort. Living in America, I love it. I enjoy living in America. I love America. 1998, I became a citizen of this country. I forsook my old country. I became an American citizen. All of us in here are supposed to be about the Father's business. This is not the message yet. We're tied into it. We are all supposed to be about the Father's business. Brother Jay, what is the Father's business? It's about little boys, little girls, and mom and dad, their souls. That's it. It's all about the Father's business. We cannot take anything else with us, church. You already pastor probably already preached this to you about a hundred times. What we have in this world is going to burn up. The only thing that we could take it to is that if you have children and your children and get saved like my children and all your children get saved, you, you, you live your life and you witness to them and tell them about Jesus and, and your co-workers and, and you just tell them and that is the Father's business. The Bible says, the Lord Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, you don't need to turn to it. Verse 15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be, shall be saved. We're supposed to go and get baptized. Can I say this to you, church, tonight? There was a time in the New Testament church, in, in, in the church of Jerusalem, the Lord Jesus, they heard it from the very word of they had been with God, walking with Him every day. He dwelt in the flesh. And, and before He left, He told them, He said, Hey, go, go into all the world. You know what they'd done in, 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 in the church in Jerusalem? The very first church in Jerusalem, they did not go. They stayed together. And they grew from, you remember when Peter, Peter preached in the book of Acts, 3,000 got saved. And add, they said daily as, as, as they saw fit. And the Lord added to the church. And they kept getting bigger and having a big problem. And getting bigger and getting bigger. Commission was to go. The Lord said, okay, since you people are not doing what I told you, he sent their false brethren. Bust them all up. They scattered all over Asia Minor. That's where this church right here started. It's because they went out and stopped propagating, stopped telling people about uh, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've got five little um, uh, points tonight. I'm going to give it to you very quickly. And tonight I'm going to try to give you something to think about. Hey, church, tonight it's not going to be the end. Pastor's mama just went home to be with the Lord. I envy her. I'm sick of living in this world. You know, the, the longer I live, the more sin I commit. I don't have to go and actually commit the sin, but my eyes affected my heart, the Bible says. And my eyes have caused me to sin. You drive down the road, billboards. My soul, we started the church that in, in the, in the uh, refugee camp, and I told the young people there, and they... they when they got saved, they got on fire for God, and they do it so good, so well. And in a, in a short time, they, I look at them and feel like they've already been a Christian so many years. And I, I noticed this. They did not get all the bombarded, all these, all these advertisements bombarded into them. They just sit in this one place, and they group. The only thing they know is the Bible on their lap. And that's where they grow so fast. And we have to... We have to we have to jog. We have to accommodate our life with all these other junk that come into our life. 
No wonder we are uh, not as strong Christians as other people out there. If, if, if the government were to say, today, because you're a Christian, I'm going to throw you in jail, you know what some of these brothers would do? You know, you know what we would do? We would, if the government would say, say that, somebody would say that to us in the United States now, we would say, I've got a lawyer. My lawyer going to talk to your lawyer. Right? That's what we do. But our brothers and sisters out there in the, in the world, they don't have no lawyer. They say, okay, I'm a Christian. I'm not denying it. Take me to jail. Five things I'm going to give you tonight and trying to instill into your memory that we're not, we're not here, folks, to enjoy the goodness of God. We are here. Everybody in this room right here, from young to old, you are and I am a minister. Why, Brother Jay? Because one of this day we will stand before him. The next thing on God's calendar is call us home to be with him. And then the next thing after that is that we're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible said God is going to give to us according to the deeds in this body. Think about it now. What's in there? Brother Jay, you're trying to scare us. Yes. I am. I'm trying to scare some Christian to say, hey, go get, do something for God before we're checked out of here. Five things. God's will, God's way, God's word, God's work, and God's wrath. First of all, God's, God's will. God's will. The Bible said in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not slacking concerning his promise as some men counted slackness, but his long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. All. The Bible says all means all. You see, Brother Jay, you mean that if the whole world were to say Christ is the Savior and we all get saved today, we all go to heaven today, yes, it's all. And some people are taught that, you know, it's predestined that some get saved. and some. Don't. I don't believe that. If I believe that, I'll go back to my job. I'll go back to my job, live it up, because the rest of them are going to go to hell anyway. But I'm not. I believe that it's God give us the will to do His will. It's His will. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 143, verse 10, says this, Teach me thy will. Everywhere I go, young people, listen, 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 young people. A lot of young people ask Brother Jay this. Brother Jay, how do you know you're in the will of God? I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> How do you know that you're in the will of God? Is that when this man tells you to do something, you just do it. You keep doing it. You keep doing it till the next best thing come, come along. I decided when I, I got saved, I'm just going to go and just do what my pastors say. And just sit under him and learn from him, and the next best thing will come along. I don't know if that's a good answer to your question about being in the will of God, but I believe, I have tested it, I've looked at it, and it is good. It's God's will that, that none perish. For God's will for all of us is that we need to sit under a good pastor, like your pastor. Learn from him. Get grounded in the word of God. And then you go out and do the next best thing when God called you. Pastor, I believe it's not my heart. If I were a pastor, I would not send a man that just fly by night to go and be a missionary. 
but he's not even listening to me. He's not even willing to come under my authority. I will not. I, I, I won't. I, I won't support him. That's just, that's just my, my my thought. The will of God is that we go and tell people about God. God's way is Romans chapter ten, verse fourteen and fifteen. The Bible said this: How then shall they call upon Him who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And I just say a little while ago, all of us in here are ministers. All of us. One day when you stand before the awesome, I saw a sign back there, a, a, a placard back there says, Our God is an awesome God. Can you imagine this? You and I, one of the say, if we get a ticket, if we go, be, uh, we, we drive too fast down the highway. And the, uh, the, the officer gave us a, a ticket. We stand before the judge here in the world. And you know what we do? We shake like this. Imagine this. You stand before the awesome God himself in the universe. And he said, I told you to do it. What will your answer be? Being in the military, my son said this. He said, uh, I asked him about, uh, uh, follow his chain, chain of command, the uh, when they give you something to do, it's yes, sir, or no, sir. That's it. There's no negotiation. Many of you have been in the service. It's just like that. When your sergeant says, hey, you and you and you take uh, your, your little toothbrush and go over that corner right there and just scrape it, make it spit shine. You don't say, you don't say hey, uh, hey, hey, Sarge, let's negotiate here. He, he, he won't say that to you. He said, just go do it. Get it done. You know what the Lord Jesus told us? He's the God of the universe. He said, go and get it done. Go and get it done. When we face him face to face, he just said, I told you to go get it done. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. Hey, when you stand before him, you're going you're gonna to thank me for that. You're going to say, Brother Jay, I'm glad you come and you've just kicked the fire out of us and tell us to go. You know how, how I get to go? I wanted to go. Is that I sit under some hot preaching and they preach against everything that I ever thought of. So I say, okay, God, here I am. Send me. God's way is that we go and preach and we be the preacher that go and preach. You know, the person, I, I, let, I let people on, out on the street corner. I let drunks to the Lord. I let people that work with me in the factory. We're working in assembly line and watch the machine go by, the stuff go by. And I say, Carlos, if you die today, do you know Jesus? You know, you, you'll go to heaven? Carlos said, no, man, I'm, I'm from uh, Cuba. I never heard anything like that. I said, if you're willing, I'll take the Bible and show you. I'll take my Bible to work. i open the Bible, show Carlos. And Carlos tears in his eyes, and he said, yes, I want to be saved. That's our job. We're supposed to go and tell them about uh, God. You don't have to be called to preach. He's called to preach, and all the, uh, the uh, staff here at the church, the pastoral staff here, they're called to preach. None of us have no excuse. We're all supposed to, to do it. Amen. Amen. You glad you're saved? Say amen. 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 God's way and God's word. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The Bible said his word will not return void. 
I believe this. I just listened to a tape. My wife and I have listened to a tape. Come, come, come back this way. God honored his printed word. I'm talking about the tracks. You guys got some back there. Don't let them back there collect dust. Take you one. This is all you got to do. Invitation to a church. Would you please read this? That's it. It's that easy. You know what the Bible says? His word will not return void. That means his word is powerful. This right here is powerful. You know that you read the Bible? You didn't just read the Bible. It reads you. It shows you that you're wicked. And you need to change some things. I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, sometimes the Bible jump up at me and say, this and this and this. I say, okay, Lord, I'll change it. I'll change it. This is a powerful word. Pastor said a little while ago, that's all we need. And that is good right there. The word of God. God's work. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's God's work. His work is that everybody come to his son, Jesus Christ, to be saved. And he sent his son here to die on Mount Calvary. Did you know that they are part of, of, uh, of Chiriton? There's Some people have not heard about Jesus Christ. He said, no way, they heard about it. No, not in real personal sense. I, here lately, there's a lot of I'm, people I met, and they say, well, uh, I'm a Catholic, I'm a devout Catholic, I'm going to Catholic church, and somebody says, I'm a, a long-time Catholic, now I'm saved. Because there's never anybody took the Bible and shared with me. That's God's work, is that we go and share the gospel with people. That's God's work. And then, last but not least, I'd like to spend the few, next few minutes on this right here. It's God's wrath. John 3, verse 36 said this, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. And the Bible also says this in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 11, So I swear in my wrath, that they shall not enter into my rest. My rest. Revelation chapter 16, verse 1. The Bible said this, Go your ways and pour out the veils of the wrath of God upon the earth. Church, tonight, and, I'm, I'm, and again, I'm not trying to make you mad, try to make you uh, angry on anything, but tonight, can I say this? You've got loved ones. I've got loved ones. And it would not be the Bible that we're supposed to be witness to them. One of those day, God will pour his wrath on them. I believe this one. I, study, I studied my Bible a little bit, and I came to this thing about why we cry for a thousand years. I couldn't get any answer for it. I pray, I pray, I ask the Lord about it. And, and, and I came to this. This could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you already have the answer, please help me out. That 1,000 years that people cry for 1,000 years, the Bible said, in the, in the millennium reign there, the judgment there. And you read in the book of Revelation, it says, then he will wipe away our tears. You know why we cry? I believe this is why we cry. We cry because we stand at the great white throne 
and your loved ones and my loved ones that pass by and God says, depart from me for everlasting fire. On that day you will cry. Tears flow like river. And then one day God will wipe away your tears. Now, church, it's just Except time. Now do we still got time to go and bring the man? One this day we don't have to watch God pour his wrath upon him and cry. So he could wipe away our tears. I believe this with all of my heart. There are a lot of people, me included, all of us, will stand on that day and watch our loved ones the people, especially the ones, have you ever this ever happened to you before? God told you to go give somebody a track, and you you just say, you use every excuse. I use every excuse in the book. No, maybe they don't want it. Or the pastor said tonight is a, a Friday, Saturday night, Friday night. We're going to go pass our track at the mall. Please come and go. You, I use every excuse. I say it's too cold. They don't want it. It's too hot. They don't want it. This and that. Just go. Just go. Just do it. Somebody say this. Five minutes in eternity, we will beg God. We want to come back and do it again. If all of us right now, God will put us, us in, in the space suit and took us to heaven and showed us the, the future and said this is going to be like all of us will come back and change. This man preaching to us all these years. He's trying to help us. I'm not trying to be mean to you tonight, church. But I say we've got, we got something we have to do. The Bible said do the work for there's still day for the night cometh we cannot work. I believe when on this day when the trumpet sound, it's over. It's over. Every head's bowed, every eyes closed. I would like to ask a very important question tonight before I turn over to Pastor. I just wanted to know that um, th- th- this crowd. I just wanted to know, and, and can I say this to you? If you, there's something between you and the Lord that you, you, you're supposed to take care of and it's hinder, hindering you for not doing God's work or something that the devil kept nagging on you, jump on your back and say, hey, you, you, you're not worthy of this, uh, this work. You're not holy enough. You're not righteous enough. Hey, you know what? Come to the altar tonight and get it taken care of under the blood of Christ. Not only that. Can I ask you, listen very carefully now, for a testimony that you know, that you know you could take me to a place and show me in front of the Bible that you have been saved, born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You're not ashamed. Please raise your hand. That you have been born again. No doubt in your heart. You have been saved forever. Been saved. And there's no doubt. 100% if the rocket were to hit us tonight. Thank you. Many of you raise your hand. But it's sad to say it. 
couple of them, you cannot raise your hand. The Bible said the wrath of God will pour on them on that day. But if you had not been born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, the wrath of God is abide on you. Pastor going to come and give the invitation. I, if I was you, I'll come and get it settled and accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. April 14, 1984 is when I came to know Christ. It was at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when I came to, to Christ and said, Forgive me of my sins and come and live in my heart. Can you say that?